Tales from the Chair is not intended to diagnose or treat any condition, illness, or disease. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Should you or a loved one require further assistance, please seek out a licensed professional. Hello again and welcome. This is Carlos Cardenas and this is Tales from the Chair. Today's episode, they have my stuff. Now what? So I use the word stuff with quotation marks because stuff can be anything. As I've run into mostly in my time as professional, one of the two things that generally bring people together even when they're apart are things of an intimate nature that were shared and now are in the hands of the enemy and dogs, pets. And surprisingly, these two issues keep on coming up. They have my dog. Now what am I supposed to do? I want it back. And then someone shares an intimate moment with their partner and now they're broken up. And that person has their intimate stuff and they come into therapy looking for answers as to how to get it back. So I become a pseudo detective dash strategist for them to get that stuff back. Now, I never really actually tell people that the therapy is a guaranteed process to getting the stuff back. So it's very important to recognize that you have to go in with the mindset of, I'm going to try to do my best to get that stuff, but that you ultimately probably will not get it back. But let's get into some stats though, before we start up. So first off, In the United States, (laughs) I had to do some digging for this one, but couples under the age of 40, one third of Americans have had a sex tape, either through their own just relationship or in some capacity. And that is a ridiculously high number. When you go into the over 40 category, it's closer to about 5%. That is significant. Now, when we go into just things that are left behind after a breakup, about 85% of couples have something that they leave behind that vary from basic toiletries all the way to pets, uh, intimate, we'll call it materials, or anything in between. And then in mediation, I thought this was just during my time, but apparently it is something that is prominent across the states, Uh, about 70% of individuals who are in a divorce mediation will argue on behalf of not children, not money, but who gets the dog, who gets the social media account, or who gets a family heirloom that is relatively priceless, but is almost argued for on behalf of principle. So when we get back, I'm going to share some stories on some instances I've dealt with in the office and just things for you to consider if you find yourself in this kind of situation. This one time, I was working with a lady who had recently come off of a breakup, and it was dealing with all the difficulty that arises from a breakup. But during one meeting, she revealed to me that one of the reasons why she was still talking to the individual after a certain amount of time is because he was in possession of a video, a video of a very intimate nature. And she almost was kind of in a hostage situation where she felt that she needed to keep speaking to him because she needed to get in his good graces in order to get her video back. And the problem with that is, why would he ever give the video back? 
So weeks went on where she would keep on talking to him, arguing with him, trying to make up with him, trying to make it all work to get this video back. She didn't want to be with him. She didn't really want to ever deal with him. But that video was something that she just could not let go of. Because in the two years that they were together, that was something that they did, and she just couldn't let it be out there in the open. Not because he wasn't trustworthy, but because she wanted none of that to exist. So, what happens in this case? Well, if she asked him for it, she would risk that he would cut her off and keep the video and do God knows what with it. If she kept going with him, out of the good graces of his heart, he might get rid of the video or delete it. But the thing is, if she never brings it up, then he has no reason to do that. So she was in sort of a kind of cycle of torture. So part of our work was being able to have her accept that she had to be the bad guy and go up to him. So one day, she had a serious conversation with him where she went up to him and said, I can't in good consciousness continue talking to you until you delete that video. Now, here's the trick with this. If I've worked with enough people in this realm, I've come to learn that people that have those kind of videos don't just have one copy of it. They have several copies of it. So when you commit yourself to trying to get rid of every single copy, you have to actually become very aggressive in trying to get all of that stuff back. So with this individual, she ended up having to meet with him and saying, I can't continue talking with you until you get rid of it. So they went through his phone and he took it off. She went into the recently deleted file and they took it out. She went into his iCloud and took it out. Now she was very lucky because generally the other person in this situation does not allow for such, let's say erasure, but she actually managed to pull it off. In other instances, what ends up happening is it becomes sort of a stalemate where the person cries and says that you're invading their privacy and the individual, the girl in this instance, is basically saying, I cannot manage with this still there. And my second story is about such a person because she had a video where not only was she in an intimate moment with her former partner, but she was in an intimate moment with him and another friend. And they had a very bad breakup. And this person, my client, was also in the same exact hostage negotiation where she kept on hooking up with him and talking to him, hoping that she could make her way into his phone or into his computer to delete the video. The problem is he was one of those assholes that just simply did not let her be able to get to his stuff. He would basically do what he wanted with her and then immediately exit her stage left. So she never had an opportunity to. So we had to come to a point where she had to reveal her secret to somebody else and use that person as sort of a vector for being able to get the video out of this person's hands. In fact, the second person that she used in order to do this was an officer. She found a former colleague that was in the police department and they had a chat with this person. Delete the video or suffer some consequences. Now, I'm not aware of actual consequences you can have for a video like that. In California, there are rules about revenge videos that you cannot post. I do not know if that extends to any other state. Nevertheless, after being able to put herself in that embarrassing situation and forcefully pushing the hand of the other person, she was able to get it deleted. Now, between you and me, 
The scumbag on the other side of the story probably backed it up thrice and probably had many different variants. But as far as my client was concerned, she was able to eliminate the main root that was holding her down throughout all of this. And that's just it. It's that you not only have to commit to being the bad guy, but you also have to accept that you might not know if the other person actually is going to give it up or has given it up completely. Now on a softer but equally as tumultuous note, when I used to work in mediation, one of the things that got argued the most about, as mentioned earlier, was the dog or a pet. Basically, the two people that split up, even when there were no children, wanted to be able to have some kind of sharing or taking of the dog. If the girl had a dog before the two people got married, the guy all of a sudden wanted to keep it because it was his support animal. Or if the guy bought it for his kid and then he wanted to keep it for his kid, the woman would want to keep it just to kind of spite him. So there would be oftentimes in mediation where we actually had to spend time. Now, bear this in mind, mediation is an expensive process. It's not as expensive as other legal things that happen in a divorce, but it could rack up 100, 200, 300 plus dollars per hour. So if two people are fighting over who gets the dog, when and how often, it is probably several dogs worth of money that you are spending arguing about that dog. And it would happen again and again, where sometimes people would come up with a time-sharing plan, much like they do with children, or they would come up with sort of a buyout program where one person would want their snake for a sum of about $3,000, if I recall correctly, that's the number they threw out, and the other person said, no, I'm keeping the snake, you have to give me $6,000 in order to get it from me. And it is so absurd, the things that people argue about when they know that the other person wants it. And it's something that kind of happens very frequently. Ultimately, at least, I guess the animal's feelings don't get hurt. It's not a person. It's just simply an animal that is getting attention. So in conclusion, if you ever find yourself in this situation, one of the first things that you have to consider is, if you want your stuff back, you need to recognize you are the bad guy. But that's okay. In this event, you are causing the trouble. Except you're really not. You are merely trying to claim something that ultimately you want to stay with you. Because that person no longer is going to stay with you. And when you're going through this experience, ask yourself, what's your priority? Is it your feelings? Is it their feelings? Is it to just get the thing? Well, if you just want the thing, then you need to be cold and direct. If it's about your feelings, maybe you need to get the thing, but you shouldn't. And if it's about their feelings, well, as some of my clients eloquently like to say, fuck their feelings. So we're out of time for today. Thank you once again for listening. You could follow us at Twitter at SomeTalesFrom. You could email us at SomeTalesFromTheChair at gmail.com. And you could like, subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's it for today. We're out of time. Have a good one. Stay safe out there.